You are now tuning in to another episode of the Not So Sports Guys podcast with your hosts, the Fantasy Yoda, Alexi, the Keyboard Warrior, Anton, and the Ball Dropper, Nika. I, and I dropped the ball, I think. We're back in the studio with Fantasy Yoda this time. It's the 19th of December. Christmas is coming up, and for all of you folks, it is Championship Week. Ain't it so, Fantasy Yoda? It is. Not for me, though. Not for me either. I did get whooped, and I feel bad about it because I had a huge meltdown week before that, which kind of bit me in the butt, and I lost to our co-host, the Keyboard Warrior. And just for that, because he's not here. We're mixing things up. We're going to go with a quick shout-out to Anton, the keyboard warrior, with... You like that? You like that? Let's get this bread! <laughs> he is potentially getting the bread once again for for this week. But uh, as I said, uh, keyboard warrior is not here in the studio with us today. This is a two-man show. But as they all say, the show must go on. So let's move into some news. And I've been taking these news a little bit from yesterday, following up with some quick research today. You also did some filling in, which is good to see Vanisiota putting in some work because he's been busy with his own projects. And as we all know, I have my day job. But first of all, speaking Tuesday, AJ Green, Hamstring confirmed he is unlikely to suit up in week 16 or 17. He's a pending free agent. And the Bengals, of course, have been out of the playoff hunt for many weeks. Uh... Green also mentioned, this goes into kind of more off-season stuff, uh, next season, looking forward into next season. He mentioned, I have no problems with the franchise tag uh, before confirming that he would play should the Bengals go that route. Do you think AJ is interested in testing the free agent market? Or do you, you know, I'm sure there's going to be teams that are are interested in him, but he is, of course, turning, if I remember correctly, 31 years of age. I think he's turning turning thirty two actually. Might be thirty two. Yeah. Um I I think I think honestly like he is interested leaving for a better team to get some success, you know, going now into the I guess latter half of his career, if you will. Yeah. I mean he's not he's not per se like he's hasn't lost that much skill, but um, I'm sure he he's looking to win. But I also think that he's very comfortable in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's been there his whole career. Yeah. So I mean, like, established I feel like, a life there. Yeah. Like at, from like life perspective, I think it's just harder to move on. So that's why, honestly, I think he is okay. But you never know, especially I I hate to kind of single them out, but wide receivers, like you never know, they might just turn into a little bit of, like a diva, and next thing you know, as soon as the season ends. Uh, him being the nice guy and and kind of showing that he's a part of the team might go out the window and then he might just demand a trade and get all weird. Mm. Worst comes to worst. Mm. But it's been a very weird season. Yeah, for AJ Green, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, w- the funny thing is now he uh, the injury is a hamstring. Yes. And before it was the ankle that was bothering him since the preseason or yeah, training camp. Like, yes, training camp. He like yeah. rolled it in week one of training camp. And I think the bad <clears throat> turf or fielder, however that played out. 
Yeah, and then there was a lot of speculation about um, during the season why he's not playing because it shouldn't take that long for him to recover. Yeah. And the Cincinnati and AJ Green's camps both played it off as like he plays when he's ready, that he's not ready right now. But then there was reports that he's just not happy because he's not getting a new deal yet, which is also kind of understandable. So it's it's been a very odd season. And I think uh, now that Cincinnati has locked the number one pick, mm. I think everybody's kind of forgotten about AJ Green because yeah. everybody's just looking forward. So yeah. maybe the organization yeah. should also. Yeah. And we will be doing some shows in the off season as well, following some news up from there. Maybe some draft stuff, some you know after fantasy awards like we did last season and mm-hmm. whatever comes to mind so you know always keep an ear out for this awesome awesome podcast by the way kudos also on this iced latte very tasty uh <laughs> lions plays qb matthew stafford finally on injured reserve with a back injury ending his season you know i you know in a way this was kind of expected and people were just hoping that he already kind of was placed to the injured reserve and in a way i guess it kind of solidified now that the season for the lions is done uh, of course, they waited six weeks, which is a long time to wait on a quarterback. And in a way, if they had some playoff potential or aspirations, they would have kept him out of the injured reserve. But in a way, my question here is, is this a downgrade for Galladay? Marvin uh, Jones, of course, on the injured reserve I as think well. it is what it is. It's, it is what it has been. Galladay is a little bit of boom or bust right now yeah. with uh, David Blau, Blow, yes. Blau, 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 Blow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's it's just he's a little bit of a boomer bust. You can't obviously trust him, and I think that's the case for the next two weeks. And regarding Stafford, it's just I think it's the reason he hasn't been on the injured reserve because he didn't want to go on. He's yeah. been trying to insist that he wants to play, even though doctors and teams said that he shouldn't. Uh, there's there's nothing to gain from it, and he just wants to be out there with the team. I think similar thing goes with on Johnson. I'm not is he finally. He's he uh, actually I remember reading he actually par- practiced already December second yeah and he's eligible to return this week right this week uh, I saw that uh, Keyword Warrior picked him up on the off chance that he actually gets to play still this season and yeah. we have to wait and see what the stats or the situation is on that I'm just trying to dig up I like na- that yeah I like that though like it's it's completely like kind of different than what we're used to seeing especially from losing teams that the guys want to go out there and fight especially the best players yeah in a way i has matthew stafford you know has he always played through injuries he's kind of the type of player that likes to do that he's a he's a trooper man like he hasn't missed a lot of games for what past 10 years now almost um yeah and but hey he's getting compensated like that i think he has the highest cap hit of any player in the league or quarterback in the league next season so yeah um we'll see what happens and you know as i said there was also a little bit of speculation if matt, matt patricia is there next season after this bad start um but ownership has stated that matt patricia is staying there so i mean i'm looking forward next season if they can you know fix that defense up a little bit and then- yeah i had the note here the lions will retain coach matt patricia for 2020 uh, kept his job after a somewhat disappointing <clears throat> season. Once again, there was some hope that they were going to be a lot better. Yeah. But you got to mention that you know key players did get injured quite early. Carry on Johnson with the knee or ankle, and then Matthew Stafford with the back. And now, of course, have to mention that Marvin Jones is out. What do you think the Lions need to do to make them a playoff contender? Like I said, defense. Defense needs help. Like beginning of the season, defense was pretty decent. Um, they did show finally some pass rush, which is the one thing they've been lacking. Uh, besides, 
uh, Ezekiel Anza, who now went to Seattle this season, was their best pass rusher, but he was always injured. So yeah. it was surprising that they showed in the early season. Their secondary has always been kind of decent, mm-hmm. not the best, but decent, especially because Darius Slay is over there in quarterback, yeah. one of the best shutdown corners in the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely defense. But as we know, Matt Patricia comes from the Belichick tree yes coaching tree so he knows how to family tree exactly so if anything he (laughs) should know how to build a defense um and the great thing is that the detroit lions owner they're very uh they don't like to make a lot of moves or they're Mm. they're, they give a lot of leeway so they're gonna give a year or two years or three years Yeah, yeah no it's not it's not a case of like the Cleveland Browns, if you will. Exactly. (laughs) And quickly closing off with Kerryon Johnson, he confirmed that he has been set back free since returning to practice and he is on track to be activated when first eligible in week 16. I think the question is like, would you play him though? In my opinion... I mean, it was like the guy the opportunity to play, show what he's made of. I'm not sure... No, but I mean like, would you place him in your fantasy team? Like, that's my point. Would you play him? Because like you, you know what Kerryon Johnson, he was always part of the committee. He was inching towards like the number one bell cow back yeah. and then he gets injured. Yeah. I, I actually had this whole thing uh, planned in mind now that you rem- reminded me is actually that we have to take things with a grain of salt in a way because we have set up our league that we have a loser, then the championships, and now we started a pity poll for bit pit pity bowl for all those players that are out so in, in uh, my opinion anybody who's not in the final who yeah. wants to take yes, part thank you and win some money and get uh, win some money back or yes. uh i guess reduce your penalty or fines. stay interested even though you're out that's yeah, the biggest I think thing. that's the biggest reason right? probably i'm in it for me he's a what the heck flex I think a lot of players are this week. Yeah, this exactly. Next two weeks, but, but we'll if, get if into he gets that. Activated, one. I would just pl- plug him in. What the heck, flex? If I he would get sixty percent of snaps, fifteen carries. That's a good flex. Play. I mean, yeah, okay, I, I I could see that, but I feel like there's so many other what the heck players out. I want to like play around yes, with this next true. two weeks, but we'll get into that later yes, in the podcast. Exactly. Then Giants placed tight end Evan Ingram on injured reserve as well with a foot injury, ending his season. Uh, uh, the Giants gave Ingram five five games to heal up but he could never get there i believe it's some sort of liz frank injury but not as bad as some other players hollywood brown to mention so in a way he again goes down with a kind of lost season he is super athletic everyone always praises him during the offseason that this is the year of evan ingram he starts off well starts off pretty hot then he kind of gets injured and never gets back on track uh of course now they have daniel jones there so there's a other added factor on his development in that sense. Looking at next season, do you think Evan Ingram is a top 10 tight end again? Top 10, yes, but the problem is his health. Rookie season, he played 15 games. Then next season, he plays 11. Now he's played eight. Exactly. That's not good. And But the stats? Well, the stats are there. Exactly. I mean, but Jordan Reed, anybody? Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? Jordan Reed is concussion. That's a different thing. But yeah, you're correct in a way that they're can't injury stay healthy. prone. Yes, can't stay, can't healthy, stay healthy. And prone. how much can you... Like, the thing is, like, if you have a bonafide top seven, top six tight end, yeah. you hold on to that, like, with a death grip. Yeah. Because there's just... The, the remaining tight ends are kind of streaming and streaming tight ends is the least unsexy and, and most painful thing I've ever seen. You don't know who, what you're getting most of the time. You'll yeah. get like two points. Yeah. Um, this year, okay for streaming tight ends, though. Hig- no, I think Higby. the latter half of the season, but yeah, okay. latter half. Higby, then you had no Yeah, but that's because Everett was out. Yeah. Okay, but like, what about the opportunity our, he made? But he what did? about our normal guys? Like, Greg Olson's been injured. Injured. Ertz, beginning of the season. 
kind of slow. Yes. Completely out of it. Yeah. Like probably killed a lot of fantasy seasons Could to be, be. honest because he was most likely. We have to do this ranking. Maybe if Keyboard Warrior can pull us one of these crazy XLs once again. George Kittle. Yes. In the beginning, slow kinda start. Slow. Yeah. Kelsey as well. Kel- especially Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And we had like, like surprising TJ Hawkinson, one of the best waivers in a way in the beginning of the season, but then he started getting injured again. There was no again. consistency at all. Exactly. For him. But Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, yeah. But goes back to the beginning of the season. Who would you have? Hawkinson or Andrews? You said Hawkinson. I said Andrews. Yeah. And Andrews came on top. 100% now. Yeah. yeah now. Oh, but then again, I think it could be a little different. Not. Oh, I'd still have Andrews, but if Stafford would start, it would be maybe a little different, but still. Yep. Um, but my original point is regarding tight ends that it's like you are drafting Ingram as a top five tight end most likely in this season, yeah. right? Like how confident do you draft him? Like are you drafting him in what top maybe five, four rounds? Mm. Knowing this injury history. In a way, maybe depending on the construction of your bench, I would take him at the latter half, maybe round six or seven and back him up with another kind of potential, you know, but yeah, that's free the agent tight end. I but get are it, you going to do that? Have, yeah. But my point is these potential yes. tight ends don't yes. really pan out. pan out. Noah yes. Fant, first round pick. Yes. Hawkinson, was he a first round pick or second round pick? Didn't pan out. No. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah. So it's like, it's just, it sucks. Yeah. And that's why I kind of like players like Ingram, at the end of the day, like a lot of people they will end have up value. staying away yes. from them completely. Yeah, but they will have value, hopefully for those games. And then they get they, you those Ws. And then they butt fuck you. Yes. Sorry. Hoping for those Ws. <laughs> Uh, Chris Godwin out for a week 16 matchup against the Texans, which I believe is a Saturday's game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of course, Mike Evans, he's on injured reserve. But give me some Perriman, baby. Perriman, baby. Uh, you guys discussed Perriman, I believe, last week on the podcast, and he panned out with a trifecta. Yes, sir. That was some decent That was a outing. nice 30, 30, was 30 fantasy standard points. You right are. There. As a as a Perriman owner, you are yes. starting Perriman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he's he's ahead of this week. Like no lie. Yeah. This week I have him ranked ahead like in my own head rankings. Yeah. He's ahead of uh all my receivers. Yeah. Including Trent Lockett. Yes. Including DJ Moore, who's what, number seven wide receiver this season fantasy, maybe? Yeah. Like top five almost top five. Yeah. Um well, partial of the reason DJ Morris because he has Will Greer now as quarterback. Exactly. But That's one get... that I didn't actually mention on this list. But yes, Will Greer. Starting but go with that. Yeah. Uh, Segway? Segway to Will Greer. Oh, yeah. Will Greer uh, out of West Virginia is starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Got named already a week we ago. We went from the savior of Panthers and ditching Cam Newton with Kyle Allen to starting Will Greer all of a sudden. This I like has it. been a weird season. I like it though. I like these last few weeks because, like, a bunch of these guys that I silently root for, who yeah. probably will never get a legit chance yeah. in NFL, yeah. get their chances, and yeah. it's it's fun. It's I exciting. wish I had a zoom 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 uh, sound drop. I got to get that at some point. Did Will Greer get drafted? Yeah, he did. No, undrafted. What? Not. I avail- thought he was like a seventh. Or drafted, not available, according to uh, Road World here. So, oh shit, that's Kyle Allen. My bad. <laughs> Whoa! Did you? Want to play that drop? I've got so many facts wrong today. Discretion advised. We have day jobs. I, and I dropped the ball again. Like, you have a day job. Uh, this is hard to host and look at the same time. Normally, we got you and Keyword Warrior over there hacking away, and now I'm trying to do, like, double tasking. I'm, but I'm on it, too. I, I know you are. I, for, I forgot to switch to Will Greer. But, yes, he did get drafted 
Uh, third round, actually. There you go. West Virginia. There you go. West Virginia. They reach for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, as much as I like Will Grill, they reach for him. But, like, uh, as I mentioned, um, I, I was hyping him up already in the I think pre-draft you Yeah, you were. You there, were. there was a post on him somewhere. Um, yeah, Will Greer, he he was great. He was super efficient. Um, he doesn't have the biggest arm, but he's very he's very good like thrower for sure. Uh, accurate, uh, pedigree wise. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's just, it's just like we've seen this season out of I think compared to like maybe the last three or five, yeah. three to five seasons, we've seen more like start yeah, quarterback quarterbacks. starting, yeah. especially these like super late round picks than before, mm-hmm. and um. They haven't, I guess, instilled too much confidence. Like, Kyle Allen hasn't been horrible by no. any means, but we saw last year no. him also. Um, but like, you know, you're you're afraid you might get one of those uh, Duck Hodges stat yes. lines of like 193 yards. And I'm uh, totally blanking out. Who's the quarterback for the Broncos right now? Uh, Drew Locke. Yes, Locke. Their first round pick. Yes. And he has looked the part, as you guys mentioned earlier on last week's podcast as well. No, but last week, what did he do? Yeah, he didn't do really anything. But yeah. you got it's a rookie game. He, he's going to have those, as they always say. He's, he's going to have well, those. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You and Anton both on him. I'm, I'm a little hesitant. You're, st- you're still not on him? I mean, three games. I mean, the thing is, all right, all right. Okay, all right. fine. Last game was like in the most weirdest horrible weather. weather. And he still managed, okay, 18 for 40. Mahomes was better. Yeah, <laughs> Mah- Mahomes has two seasons and he practices in KC. Mahomes be, was the league he, MVP. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you should have led yes, with. Okay, I'm sorry. 18 for 40, uh, 208 yards with an interception. Thing is, week fourteen against Houston, his yards per attempt was quite high, eleven point four. Yeah, this is what Anton brought up as well. Yeah, he's finding Sutton. That's yeah. for sure. He's finding Sutton, and Sutton has been a surprise as well. But he might be in in one of those later podcasts once we close off the season. I feel like Sutton is, but he had to break out because there's no one else there. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on, yeah. Julian Edelman remained limited for Wednesday's Wait. practice. Are we talking about like how we value these receivers, like or anybody? I do think that later? he's gonna come. No, I'm up. talking. I'm talking about like the Carolina Panthers. Now. Yeah, I think he, I, I'm thinking about keeping him for uh, the final segment over okay. there, potentially. Okay, okay. Podmaster. Yeah, sorry. Moving no, on. Don't say sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Julian Edelman <laughs> limited for Wednesday's practice. Didn't do much ado about nothing, or didn't really do. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Much ado <laughs> about nothing, as Shakespeare would say. He didn't do anything last week. Uh, did you just quote Shakespeare? I did. What is going on, Nico? <laughs> this is a football podcast. I know, I know. I know. Hopefully it's like I'm a bunch hi- of jocks listening. I'm highly educated. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a haiku yes. while you're out of here. Uh, Julian Edelman. <laughs> Catching balls. Hands. <laughs> running, running, running. Slam poetry. Yes. <laughs> Breaking away, getting hit, helmet. <laughs> Brought to you by Fantasy Yoda. Okay, well, okay. Julian yes. Edelman did what? Uh, limited for Wednesday's practice. Not intriguing or wasn't a good option last week. believe he had a goose egg. Ooh, uh, Edelman? Yes. Really? I believe so. But okay, uh, check it. Yeah, go for it. He played uh, low snap total, uh, and he will or is likely to suit up uh, considering the Pats need a win to have a shot at clinching the much much needed first round bye, which they've gotten quite often, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, because it's the Pats. But like I'm not 
super interested right now in Julian Edelman for some weird reason. He's, I'm not interested he's, he's, in the Patriots offense. That's the thing, right? <laughs> but I mean, then again, like Edelman is the only guy there who we know is like We're guaranteed s- to starter get, worthy. Get volume. Exactly. Starter worthy. Yeah. Five targets, two reception yards for nine yards. Oh. Two yeah. receptions for nine yards. Sorry. Yeah, but he's not like yeah, he had that's a season low yes. since week two on targets. Yes. Um, before that, it's been double-digit targets exactly since week six. Um, look, Patriots. I wouldn't say they're in in a kind of like a spiral falling downwards mm-hmm. right now. Um, the interesting part here, I just opened the snap counts, is that in Kill Harry had 58% of the snaps. Mohamed Sanu, 86% of snaps. And Julian Edelman, 62%. Then you had Dorsett and Jacoby Myers getting about 11 to 14. <clears throat> but the week before that, Enkiel Harry only had 3% of snaps. How many did now he get? Now he had 58%. Yes. Enkiel Harry. Yeah, but he was like barely on the field. And the thing is, was Edelman like has been... Then? I'm not sure, but Edelman has been about 80... Well, he's averaged like 90% of snaps, right? Yeah. And that was his season low. He's not getting phased out. Yeah. Like, that's not the thing. Um, this is a game against Buffalo, and the Patriots are, good. again, what's their records? Could they still, like... They're clinching the first round bye. That's the thing. So, oh, they're, okay. they're, they're in the playoffs, but they want to yeah. get the bye. So, like, look. But I have a playoff picture thing also coming okay, up. Yeah. Not a lot of people have trust in the Patriots right now. Yeah. Because the way the offense played. Like, last week did nothing. Mm. They celebrated a win against Cincinnati Bengals, who secured the first round pick. Yeah. Um, It wasn't a good win. It honestly wasn't. Mm. Uh, it was it was kind of shit, to be honest. <laughs> um, But for some reason, like, like you said in the very beginning, they're the Patriots. Even though you're playing against Buffalo top ten defense, do you wanna do you wanna like bench Edelman because of that? Mm. Is that is that what you're doing? Like I literally Edelman is the only guy I would start. There. And this is why I mentioned our structure, pity ball and whatever. Yeah. I would almost bench Julian Edelman against uh, maybe a high flyer to win the pity ball money. But who would be a high flyer? That's available. If you had a Perryman, if you were able to Yeah, pick but him that's... Up. Come on. I'm yeah. starting Perryman have DJ Moore yes. and Trent Loggett. Yes, exactly. So, like, my point is, like, Edelman... Who who, who else would you say? Wait, wait, wait. I need to open the rankings so I can see them, so I just see a list, because... Because, like, we're talking about guys you could pick off almost off the waivers right now. Yes. Or could have picked off. Yes. So, who... <laughs> Opening them right now. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just, like... Do you want to bench a guy who had almost... Back to three back to back hundred yard games before last week. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> like, because he's the only guy who, like is, you said, he doesn't bode confidence. I would start. AJ, he's never. He's never yeah, been. I would no, almost start AJ Brown over him. Yeah, well, the way Tennessee's offense, but yeah, I would do. I yeah. probably could go like that. Maybe yeah. Mike Williams. Yeah, I guess. Look, if you want, like, if you have nothing to lose and you play like a pity ball like yeah. us, where this is just balls to the wall, yeah. if you want to go, sure, you can go. Um, Almost Anthony Miller, I would consider. But it depends. It's it's hard to predict, like you said, the New England <laughs> offense. And every it's not confidence instilling. Like you mentioned, that's the thing. But And the last time Edelman played, Buffalo was four for like 30 yards. Yeah. 
So there's a there's a there's a there's a case to be made. Yes, right. There's, there's a, a case, case to, to be, be made, made, and you could go with a higher upside, upside guy. guy. Exactly. Um, but, but you also be- know what you're getting yeah, from Adam. But it's hard. That's the thing. Yeah. He's a wide receiver one there. But yeah. the whole him only playing 63 percent of snaps, considering I, I wouldn't be worried about that yeah. because they went run heavy. That's true. So I wouldn't worry about. And that. it was the Bengals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Moving on from Julian Edelman, Josh Jacobs won't play in Week 16 against the Chargers. Uh, he did play last week, which I had to confirm as well because I was like, damn, I swear I saw Josh Jacobs on the field last week. Uh, but they are apparently reassessing the shoulder. Is DeAndre Washington a must-start for this week? He's not a must-start. You can start him if you want. Um, would you start him at RB2, though? I don't I don't know. I don't feel too good about it because you also know that Jalen Richard takes all mm. the pass-catching roles there. But Washington did catch passes the week that he got the start two weeks ago. Yeah, that's true also, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, you could. And running backs, there's not that many like sexy picks. So, I mean, yeah, okay, yes. 60, yeah, yeah. 63% of the snaps once uh, when Josh Jacobs wasn't in the lineup and then looking at game logs, he that week Josh Jacobs didn't play. He had... Uh, well, two for five. Nope, sorry. Four, <laughs> 14 for 53 and a touchdown and six for 43. Yeah, oh, you just start him. You just lot him as an RB2 mm. and then hope that he gets a touchdown. This week against the Chargers, whose secondary is good, but then again, maybe the short dump-offs are there. We'll see. The pass rush is better than the secondary. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but I don't... One more note. Daniel Jones worked with the starters at Wednesday's practice. I quickly checked up on some quick hitters from Roto. Manning's career is over Mm -hmm. in New York. Yeah. Uh, Looking at Roto World, if they have any new quick updates, there is that Hopkins illness returned to practice Thursday. Dak Prescott owner Jerry Jones said Dak Prescott will be in top form against the Eagles in in week 16. And Alexander Madison has a good chance to suit up Monday night against the Packers. Now with Dalvin Cook. I believe, ruled out. Does anybody have Madison on it? Thingy? I think owned by our... Joel. Joel, yes. Right? The thing is, Cook hasn't been clearly ruled out yet, but he is unlikely to suit up. And this was actually also a point because I, that I wanted to ask you, would you keep Cook in your lineup? If he plays, yeah. But you don't know until Monday if you don't have any of the backups. No. You would just... Who are they playing? Uh, they are playing... Opening the game locks right now. They are playing the Green Bay Packers. If for some reason Jamal Williams is on the waivers, then you can go with that. But other than that, no. There's no point waiting. Mm. Like I agree. And don't even come up with the... Don't like the excuse of, well, I don't have anybody else. doesn't work. Because like, well, you're not going to have anybody else if, he's if you wait yeah. until Monday. Yeah. So like you better go get someone. <laughs> That's the reason why I played Higby over um, Andrews this week. Yeah, the, the funny- I, didn't, I I was like oh, I, I don't want to stay up that late. We get the two a.m. or the three a.m. when the games start, and it was a Thursday night game. I just didn't want to risk getting a zero. Yeah, and like the thing is, like I saw you make that move, and my reaction was like it's a no brainer. Mm. That was a no brainer. But also, I did spend. But my reaction of- was like our league <laughs> members are lagging yeah. as hell when they're I, letting spend, Higby sit yeah. there I, I, when there's so many tight like dudes who need tight ends yeah. like Jonu Smith got picked 
I think the day before you. Oh. <laughs> so you know who picked that up if you're listening to yes. this. And, and I, like Higby's been putting up like over 100 yes, yards. And he was a. I read. I picked him up, I believe, Thursday or Friday when the report came that Everett is unlikely to play. So it was a quick. I'm very Because surprised. I spent I'm, money on OJ Howard, <laughs> like four bucks. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, I don't like this. But OJ he had Howard. a good week the week he before, did. right? Yeah. Yeah. And with then we got the injuries to. I like how I like how it was like his coming out party, yeah. and then what I was like, he, eh, what did he do better. last week? Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah, shocking. Nothing crazy. Let's move on to the playoff picture. I <clears> thought it was a good chance to look at this and then move on to our final segment, which is slashing players left and right for our kind of pity ball and upside guys, okay. which is like players that you would like to cut. Uh, I was trying to look at my soundboard here. I don't actually have a thing for the playoff picture. so Don't, don't admit it. I, I admit it. I'm okay with that. Don't. But <laughs> first, AFC. Uh, the Bengals, Broncos, Dolphins. But before we go to this, of course, we need to mention that these two weeks are critical in that sense that these teams that are out, they might start limiting their starters or key players, plus they might outright bench them, especially for week 17. Correct me if I'm wrong. See, yes. So the Bengals, Broncos, Dolphins, Chargers, Jets, Jaguars, and the Colts cannot make the playoffs here. Uh, four teams have clinched it, and five are still fighting for it, apparently. So we got Baltimore Ravens, Pats, we are discussed, Chiefs. Then we got Houston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, who are kind of in, and then still alive. We have Tennessee, Cleveland, and Oakland. Okay, Cleveland and Oakland are like formalities. Yes, they're not actually in it. <laughs> they're they're there because of math. Yes, apparently so. But in reality, they're not there. Yeah, I was reading the whole like how it calculates, and I was like, this is really confusing. Uh, <laughs> like Tennessee is there, and everybody thinks Tennessee is going to take over Pittsburgh's spot. Yeah, but we'll see. And then in the NFC, the Bears. Wait, were we supposed to say something on this? Like, what do you want? It moves on. Right. Okay, it moves on. Yes. In the NFC. (laughs) It doesn't wait for you. No. In the NFC, there's the Bears, Cardinals, Giants, Lions, Falcons, Redskins, Panthers, and Buccaneers who cannot make the playoffs. Uh, Of course, four teams clinched. Four are still fighting for it. We got Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and San Francisco topping it off here. Then we got Dallas, Minnesota, and kind of still alive, like you mentioned. We got the LA Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. They're alive. Yes. And well, here Rams is, are ish alive. <laughs> and Not in really. a way, this is the games. That's why I mentioned here, what are this week's key games? Because those are the games you know that you're going to get starter production. Rams at 49ers, because they need a win to have any chance of returning to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Baltimore at Cleveland, because Baltimore would hopefully want to clinch the first round by. So in this game, I feel like the starters are worth starting. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles for the division. If I'm not mistaken. God, that's a horrible division. <laughs> yeah. So and bad. then finally, Packers at Vikings because the Vikings will be in the playoffs with a win or a tie, and the Packers will clinch the NFC North title with a win or a tie. But you know, you know what's also- are you moving or go with your point first? Oh, I was I was just about to say that uh week seventeen, San Francisco plays against Seattle. <clears throat> they play who's gonna get the bye. You get the bye and the division and everything Ooh. else. That is interesting. If they obviously, if they both, I guess, I don't know how this, the head to heads go. I can't remember how their first yeah. matchup went. I think yeah. San Francisco won, but yeah. No, wasn't that the game Russell Wilson had the crazy uh, finish fourth quarter drive, ended the game? Oh, well, probably I, since you said it like that. I think so. I Might have been. 
Might have been. <laughs> We're so on top of it. Yes, we are. We're the not so sports guys. It's it's been many weeks. Yes. We don't have to remember such things. Yes. <laughs> it's not fantasy relevant. But for week sixteen, looking at your week seventeen matchups, are there any backups, notable backups that you're picking up right now? For me, because I'm in the pity bowl, but if I would have been in the playoffs, I've already picked up Reggie Bonifon, for example, who should be the backup for CMC. Oh. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, go for it. I mean, I had th- I had three tight ends on my roster. I was like, screw it. I mean, if you like, yeah, why not? Especially like if you're one of these um, fab leagues like us. Yeah, you got some money left over. Like last week, after this week, or even this this waivers that happened this week yeah. was your time to make kind of those moves to get backups. Exactly. Um, the problem is that you don't know for sure. How much volume that backup is getting? Are they splitting the carries with mm-hmm. another one? And receivers is like good luck, because um, like there's That's so many thing. receivers on team. Because I quickly checked up uh, New Orleans Saints last year. They clinched it uh, after this week. Technically, last year week seven, week sixteen, they clinched the division. In week seventeen, they ruled out crazy names. Michael Thomas was one. Alvin Kamara was one. Back then, they had Ingram there as well, and Drew Brees, of course. Yeah, Drew that Brees has been the hot reason, as of late. Yeah, and that's why we also partially uh, we used to uh, not play Week Seventeen. We did it one year. It sucked, and then we were like, "Oh, we need Week Seventeen. We still we got Red Zone it. and everything going on." Yeah, yeah, we need it. So, do you have any like players, or are we going to take this next week segment once the picture clears up? Uh, I think. We, are we there can, any players that you think should be kind of like all these bona fide backups, like yeah. running backs? So, like. <laughs> Madison, uh, Boone, Pollard, uh, freaking. Well, I don't think the bad teams' backups are gonna necessarily get a start. And that's where some that, of them might. That's, but that's like, where I'm a bit nervous right right now. Yeah, because I was about to make like Gio Bernard or someone, but yeah. I don't. I don't think he will. Yeah, because you know? for me, it's one of the biggest question marks. Is of course I remember my team the best is Marlon Mack. The Colts have been out, ruled out. Uh, they got good backups there especially in the running back position. Naheem Himes, Jordan Wilkins, then Jonathan Williams, wasn't it? So for me, it's like Mac is going to play this week. He has a good matchup against Carolina. Hopefully he does better than, you know, 10 for 14 or whatever he had last week. It was a tough defense. Wasn't he just back from injury? Yes, he was as well. See, that's the thing. No, he was back from injury two weeks ago because I had him on my bench and he scored a touchdown. I was like, screw it. I need to put Mac in for the touchdown upside. Oh, look at you tinkering already. Yeah, well, I had to tinker because I was like down by 50. I was just hoping only touchdowns and Anton. You made wrong decisions that, that week. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But my <laughs> team didn't play well anyway. Only 70 points. So. Oh, you got 70 points the second week? No, the first week. Right. The second week I made 110-ish, but Anton had oh, a 50. Oh, so the but, average. Yeah, but Anton had the, you know, 120 and I had 70, so I was down by 50 already. So I was only looking for players who can have touchdowns. You still got that wrong because you left Andrews on the bench. But I, I, you just said I, I, I had Higby. Come on. Give me some slack. They had like, Andrews was like 11.6 fantasy points. Higby had like 11.3. <laughs> Could have like not had to pick up Higby at all. Yeah, but, well, Higby did beat out Anton's you know Woods, so it's fine. You didn't want that win enough because you're I like, apparently, I didn't want like, that win. Oh, that game starts too late. I don't want to stay away. Look, you're in the finals. You're you're not in. You're looking to be in the finals. Sleep doesn't wait, Nico. You're not ready. You don't understand. Take sacrifice. 
If it means yeah. sleep, if it means I got, I got early hours. If man. it means waking hours. up five minutes before kickoff with an alarm, yeah, to check a player's status. That's what that's, you do. I have been there. I have done that true. many times. I, I can see you do that. You got more commitment than I do. I guess well, I have more but, championships yeah. than you. But you would look at <laughs> just segueing before we going to slashing players left and right. You would consider picking up bona fide running back backups, but not wide receivers. Is that wide receivers? Is that, was that your key message? Yeah, that's my like bona fide like. Number one, clear cut. Number one, like four nets backup. Maybe yeah. you look into that. Um, yeah. But teams that are out are harder. Teams that are out of playoffs are harder to gauge. Kind of like if they will play, you're gonna have to follow the news um, and then just maybe wing it with the white waivers because you might not hear about. But the, okay, actually, the good Raquel thing is that Armstead. Yes, that's yeah. the backup. Raquel, Raquel, Raquel yeah. Armstead is for the thing is the good thing about what they usually do when it comes to backups, they announced it early. Yes. So like beginning of the week. So most likely you can hit the waivers and, and, and make these claims to, yeah. there. Yeah. Um, wide receivers. Why not? Is because there's so many, like you don't know who the backup, like think of a new England. If Edelman sits and I don't know, Sanu sits who like who, who's, who's no, is he number one? Why not Jacoby Myers? He's been getting no, Jacoby Myers for sure. But you know that. And but who's the number one? Who's the, who becomes, I, the, I don't think there would be a number one. Yeah, but as but, of late, because Enkil Harry, but I that's, mean, yeah, Enkil Harry has been getting fifty six percent snaps, and he's been up and down. Kobe Myers has been better. He's been better since like the preseason. Like he's a guy who's broken out of nowhere. But has he done anything as of late? Well, Enkil Harry Enkil has Harry done. Enkil Harry was Enkil injured. Was Enkil injured. Harry was injured. Enkil Harry was Enkil injured. Harry when he had uh, he's been he's been playing like four weeks, three weeks. Like don't use that injury. Like the same. Logic then goes with Marlon Mack. He's been injured. Why did you bench him? He's been injured. Jacoby Myers hasn't done anything. One for 35, three for 46, four for seven. Okay, four for seven. Three, four, four reception. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Look at Ankiel Harry's. One, yeah, two, you're, you're one. Correct. And then you're he correct. has one yeah, touchdown. Yeah. Do you realize he played like four snaps that whole game and he yeah. caught a touchdown? On you know what? One. Screw it. I'm going to go with Gunnar Oslovsky. <laughs> Loki, you know what? He might be the starter because yeah, he's know, Jewish, right? and we know how many like those Jewish last names like Patriots like Gronkowski, <laughs> Gostowski, uh, Ninkovich. <laughs> but let's move on. Keep an eye out for those reports coming in next week. We might do a more deep dive once the reports come out. If we do a podcast on Thursday, we should have time to highlight players that we might be nervous about for the final week, especially for those who play still in week 17. But I think also I want to add a, like go for it. The last last two weeks, and especially the last week, is if you're playing for a win mm-hmm. or trying not to lose, um, have fun with it. Just yeah. go like balls yeah. to the wall. Right? You know, you literally don't have anything to lose. Don't like I know we don't care about football that much anymore at this point because there's nothing to play for. Yeah. But like that's the way you kind of keep yourself in it. So pick up some random guys, see what happens. Like drop Tom Brady or drop an Aaron Rodgers your last week if you feel like it. And and pick up someone random. Go for that. Like, you know, at least you'll like how many times have we seen like some random quarterback come in and next thing you know, he garbage time touchdowns like and then yep. he gets like twenty points. Yeah. That's more fun than Tom Brady chucking fifteen points. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I that's I'm gonna literally do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do. There we go. Because like Breeze most likely won't play the last week. No, um, that's what I'm thinking as but well. But then again, if Tennessee Titans play for a playoff, but Tannehill will be fire. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm gonna. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. This is this is your tinkering. <laughs> this is your tinkering. But let's move on to. I didn't really make a segment name for this either. You had a good one. What is it called? I made it slashing players left and right. Oh, we'll call it. I don't know, slash and cut. Slash, slash. and cut. Oh. <laughs> Throw them under the bus. Yeah.
Yeah. That just makes sense. What? That makes sense. Throw the player under the bus. Boom. <laughs> Done. Are you, is that like, are you admitting murder? No. <laughs> okay. Just check. No. But, um, of course, like we mentioned, as we are playing for the pity ball, I guess this takes this type of angle more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I put an interesting note here is that Devontae Parker is actually industry wide receiver seven in the most important week of the season. Odell Beckham, wide receiver 32. And last comment from Rich Herbar is, it's been a hell of a ride from August. <laughs> Which kind of sums up this whole fantasy season, in my opinion, as well. But players worth cutting. Odell Beckham Jr., yes, no, yes. I, I think you can. I would say yes. I just, like they I play, just dump them. I just yeah, screw that. They, they dump play them. the Ravens, and then next week they play. They have like a decent matchup next week. I can't yeah. remember who it is. I'm but, opening it right now. But I mean, like, come on. Like he hasn't done anything. He's disgruntled. It's obvious. He's saying now he's not Cincinnati week 17. Yeah, this I mean, week is Baltimore. So look, he's he's him, baby. he doesn't want to be there. He's not, he's not happy. Hey, so he came out. Him. Now saying that no, he wants but to be there. He had to come say that because it was after all those reports of him literally getting caught on tape saying to other players, like, come get me from opposing teams. I mean, he's not happy and he's showing it. And that's just thing is, drop him. Beckham, only two games with over 100 yards receiving. So bad. I didn't get any of them. <laughs> <laughs> you benched them all week. <laughs> I think I got. No, I don't know. I don't think I had him that week six yet. And Landry, which Anton traded for, keyboard warrior making keyboard warrior things all of a sudden. Yeah, but things like he's been good as well. I mean, the targets are there for OBJ. It's just not connecting. It's just not, and it's not going to change against the Ravens. No. And why we wait until seventeen? Just drop him and get something else. Go for something fun. Drop. I drop him. I drop him. He's on my team, but I'm still not dropping him. Yeah. So I'm like a hypocrite. You would say drop as in move him to the (laughs) back. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the, the (laughs) problem. Well, for me, the problem is there's no bench him 100%. Yeah. 100% bench him this week. But the problem is like our waivers just don't have other options really. Like, I, okay. Maybe it's pretty competitive. I got to say, even with a small bench, our most managers are quite up to date with stuff. Yeah. They're pretty fast off the waiver wires um the guys who produce yeah kenny galladay is an interesting name that i added here as well of course Stafford i feel like I- you have more familiar yeah. <laughs> stafford ir marvin jones out and i'm guessing owners are probably thinking what to do with galladay uh i'm actually banking on a touchdown i've done it once already where i benched him <laughs> and he got a touchdown so for me, you're it's notorious just, for doing that. I am. Me. I'm so notorious for doing that. <laughs> Martin Mack, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, exactly. I'm and that's not, only the past three weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for me, I wouldn't. I would not cut him per se. But yes, I I can see. An, you know, why wouldn't you cut him? And you would cut OBJ. Because I know that uh, Galladay is still the clear cut wide receiver one num- number one there in my opinion Jarvis Landry takes a lot of what OBJ can get as well fair and Marvin Jones is out, out yeah. yeah true right okay and we don't really know if KJ's or Kerryon Johnson's back in the lineup as uh, yet of course Danny Amendola is an interesting yeah but interesting, he's not a field stretcher that's the thing he's not a field stretcher but he's like a Cole Beasley-esque you know <laughs> player 
Oh, so he's a sub six foot white guy. Is that <laughs> no, what you mean? No, that, that's that's the great. way they target him is you know seam short seam routes or you know, crossers <laughs> or whatever you call them. I love how you tried to. <laughs> This comes to uh, the, us playing Madden. Bro, you got to use those crossing routes when I'm playing my safeties like this. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? See, where, see, see that when my see sta- that when safety my, yeah. steps up like that? That means he's ready to rush the quarterback. Yeah. And that's when you got to hit him with the short seam route. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to dump off the pass immediately. So you go with a slant. <laughs> there we go. But in a way, I, once again... On just overall on Kenny Galladay started off really excellent, really hot, and just the quarterback changes just did not help him at all. So in a way, I'm gonna say that he ended his season on a disappointing note. In my opinion. Yeah. And of course, you know, going into next season, I feel like he can be drafted once again as a wide receiver too. He was so good in the middle of the season, though. Like he had that one. Like he had. He had a really good game against uh, in the Thanksgiving game, which was a weird one. Oh, that was just one game. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember because that one. Yeah, watched that one. That was a good one. Yeah. And we haven't seen those games from him, which and Stafford wasn't even the QB. No, it wasn't. But that's why it's like, how did it? How did it happen? So much hype into next season. There's gonna be a lot of hype on him for sure going into this season. But just picking up on Galladay stats. Uh, I think Stafford went out, was it week eight or so? Or a week before that. So, start of the season, played really well. B- bad game, two for 17. Then he had a five for 67, two touchdowns by week. Then five for 121 with no touchdowns. And then he had uh, then he had the uh, Minnesota game where I believe Blau started. So, one for 21. Hmm. Okay. So... But closing it off on Galladay, in my opinion, I'm okay benching him, but I'm hoping for a touchdown. But why, why are you benching him? Why are you benching him if you're not going to play him? What are you ben- it, you're benching him waiting for week 17? Denver's defense is okay as of late. I can understand why a case can be made for benching Galladay. I'm not personally benching him. Okay. But if you put him out there, you must know that you might get a two for... 17. Denver secondary, they have the best pretty much mm. corner back there. Mm. Um, Banking and, on that long touch. Chris Harris, so. And then they play against Green Bay at home, though. So not at Green Bay, so it's potentially no bad weather. Yeah. <clears throat> or no bad weather. Um, Yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just like coming up like, if you bench him, why not just drop him while you're at it? Yeah. For one I, week. That's the thing. I can see that Unless as well. you're like, okay, because yeah. like then the advice would be bench him for week 16 and yeah. start him week 17. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Okay. Moving yeah. on. Then moving on, uh, I put Mike Boone, Dalvin Cook here. Yeah, but we don't know that. We situation. don't know that yet. Yeah, but of course, this really touched up on this as well as the Monday night game with lots of question marks. Unlikely yeah. to play Madison, hopefully suiting up. Look, if you have all three, cool. Then wait. Yeah. <laughs> if you have two out of three, are you okay if you have Madison as a backup, but you don't have Boone? If I see, Would you still wait report, until Monday? If I see a report that Madison practices limited fashion on Friday, I would be okay putting Madison in there. Okay. If he's limited, yes. Okay, then you just you just now you hope and pray, right? Right. If you have, and you still have until Sunday to make changes. What if you have Dalvin Cook and Boone, 
and no report comes on. Um, Dalvin Cook is out. No, no, no uh, report comes on Madison. Then I would until Monday. Like he's questionable. Game time. Game time call for Madison. Yeah, and you don't have Madison. Yeah, yeah, and you have Boone. What do you do? I would start Boone. Maybe. You so you wait it out. You went yeah. and find someone else. Depends who you have. That's always no, no. Come. You don't not don't you don't have anybody. You have to go to waivers. You have to waivers because you're already gone. So waivers get Boone. That's true. No, no. I would put somebody else. Okay. I, I think I would put somebody else. So like we're leaning towards like if you don't yeah. have all three or you don't hear any uh, practice reports, this, indicate, we might we we might get this totally wrong. <laughs> That's the thing. We get like half these wrong yeah. at least all the time. So, but I, I wrote, I don't, wrote, don't steal my thunder. No, here. I'm not. I'm not. I wrote here. Many RBs half filled for injured players have not been that successful. Wayne Gallman, Benny Snell, Ty Johnson, Brian. I don't care about your fantasy team. Hill, Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson. Both Scarborough is good. Yeah, but in my opinion, I would no. I would look for somebody else. Okay. But yeah. I'm hoping you already have depth so you feel comfortable making that move. But right. you, the thing where I think is you might be thinking about it as a flex play. And that's where, you know, you said there's a lot of potentially good options for flexes, right? By the way, Hopkins returned practice. Yes, I yeah. already mentioned oh, okay, that. Okay, yeah. I remember you said questionable. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically, if you don't have all three or... <laughs> most likely case that no report practice report comes out that there's limited practice at least yeah. um don't start any of them no find I, someone I, else I, I would look for somebody else yeah i would look for somebody else yeah i mean because like even limited practice is a little it is but madison i feel like people are gonna look yes this is madison's time to shine i can play him oh, i, I would feel like that way because he's been good he when has he's, been good when but he's like, been taking he's, snaps from from cook Filling in. If he's limited. that's And that's why it's like, people are going to be like, yes, he's limited. Plug him in. But I would be like, oh, you sure about that, Me buddy? too. Right? Yeah. And then you think yourself out of him and then he scores a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens to me <laughs> most likely. We covered all bases. We can't get this one wrong. No, we can't. <laughs> sit. Sit. I'd sit him. Yeah. Yeah. You had a couple of players here as I, well. That's so tough, though. Imagine is, you're right? in the finals, right? Week sixteen. Yeah, you ha- you've had Cook, who's been beasting. Yeah, you know, you might have had Wilson as your quarterback. Like you're just good. gonna have to go like bottom of the barrel and find someone. <laughs> like that is why like you're in the finals, so you better have depth. Yeah, like I hope you do. Yeah, that you have. Depth. I had depth. I'm not in the finals. <laughs> yeah, but you you choose to bench guys who score touchdowns. Tea. <laughs> Sipping tea emoji right here. <laughs> With this awesome iced latte. Is that your that was like the sipping tea <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. the text over you says yeah. like uh, this guy scored a touchdown. Yeah. Thank God he's on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching my bench score touchdowns. Yes. Sipping the tea. Yes. You had a couple of players? Uh yes. I went for like just balls to the wall. Um OBJ style kind of picks. I literally put Alvin Kamara here. As a cut him. Cut him. Cut him or bench him. That's so hard. Like you, how many oh, oh. how many winning teams who are like in the finals playing for something have Kamara? He's been absolutely. No, horrible. I saw some stats. You picked him up on, yeah. as a top five player, and he has been absolutely horrible the whole season. There's no way your team is in the finals for some reason. If your team is yeah. in the final, drop him now. Can we go back into trades? 
I guess I swung it okay. Alvin Kamara for D Hop. You're still not in the finals. The guy know, who I'm you made the trade D- with. D Hop and Carson for, was it Sanders and. The uh, guy who you made McCaffrey. the trade with, your identical <laughs> twin brother, is the guy who Bro, I've went told- to the finals, beat you in the semifinals. Don't try to. <laughs> don't Bro. try to tell me Bro. your team is good and you I've, did a good trade. I've, I've, I've told Anton this multiple times. I've said. I swear you are the luckiest son of a bitch that plays <laughs> fantasy football because somehow out of the fucking blue, fantasy gods always shine some light down on you and the Tinker King's golden nuggets, the freaking eye sand elf, whatever, throws dust, whatever. He just takes dust away and throws shit at me. Remember my meltdown against him? Yes, I do. Aaron Rodgers against the Buffalo Bills week I 16. CJ Anderson scoring three touchdowns in the finals. That's like amazing, right? I know. Luckiest son of a bitch that plays that is ball. <laughs> Just this this is gonna be explicit. Like we're gonna have to, we're not gonna monetize this episode. We, we, we need to get like all hands on deck. <laughs> all hands on deck on this shit. No, but okay. But I, I see your point, but imagine you're the Cam Camara owner. <clears throat> right? And right, you click, I'm imagine you, my Oliver. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paying for ESPN plus 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 membership, but uh, you open the drop button, the little red with the thingy. I believe it's nowadays, or maybe that was before ESPN kind of screwed up their app. There's a drop button. It says, "Are you sure you want to drop Dallin? I'm uh, not Dallin Cook, Alvin Kamara, to the waivers." One once that "Are you sure?" screen pops up, you're, you're gonna be like, "Fine, bench him. I don't care. Just don't play him." Yeah. I, I would drop him if I found someone better. Like after like this week comes and like these reports mm. come out that this yeah, then it's up, okay. Then it's okay. Yeah. Drop him. Yeah, then for sure. That's what I would yeah. do as well. I do the same with OBJ. Maybe yeah. even OBJ this week. But the point is, I'll I'll tell you how horrible he is. Go for it. He's so bad. <laughs> He's, so <laughs> He's bad? been so bad. Like he hasn't had a touchdown, rushing touchdown since week three. Week fucking three. Last year he had fourteen touchdowns. Mm. Okay, and that was in like fourteen games or something like, like ten fucking games, yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah. Okay, and um, his his most rushing yards is ninety six. After that, it was like sixty six yards. That is absolutely horrible. Okay, yeah, cool. He's a pass catcher. Well, he has what one receiving touchdown, maybe two. I think one, and that came the same game week three yes, as week a rushing three. touchdown. Yeah, receiving touchdown. There yeah. is the last time he had over ten points he was like three weeks ago, and it was ten ten point one points in standard yeah. scoring three yeah. weeks ago. After that, it's like his standard steady rate is like around eight points, and this is a guy who gets double volume. So that means he gets rushing and passing. Hmm. He's a, he's scripted in both of these, if and he's Al- just not doing it. Yeah, why would you have him? No, you have him as depth, but you wouldn't start him. No, you have him as a first round pick, a top yeah. five pick who's on your bench now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's well, I mean, that's fantasy for you. I I feel like I feel like if you've like kept waiting this long. Um, without fixing your team or finding a better number one or uh, a better, maybe like a high upside number two yeah. running back, there's no way you, you're in a position right now to be playing for... can't believe Tyson Hill has back-to-back touchdowns. <laughs> okay, that was a segue. <laughs> yeah, How just... are you on Tyson Hill's no, it's stats? Because I have the whole New Orleans Saints game log here. Oh, okay. Box score. Yeah, box score. But they're called game. game they're called game locks here because it has weeks ah, one okay. to seventeen and it just goes down. But yeah, it. I just I don't like. He doesn't get volume carries. Mm. You know, he doesn't. He's not like a twenty carries. Let's just keep feeding him the ball kind of mm. guy. The, the like, thing is, the run game hasn't been that 
prominent either. You know, Murray, 9 for 29, 7 for 69, 2 for 25, 4 for 2, 7 for 64, and 1. And he's been apparently... Well, there, there's he's like been 20 to 25 carries to go around each week. Yes, there is. twenty yeah. About 20 to 25 carries to and go. And Kamara each. gets around 12 to like 12 14. To 12 yeah. to 15, yeah. But the thing is, apparently Kamara isn't getting any red zone. What's his average? Average, what do you mean? Rush yards. Oh, I don't have that. Carry. I don't have that open right now, but the knack on Kamara, in my opinion, is the fact that he's not getting red zone. Yeah, and that's true. But he's also apparently inside the five or ten. But he's also not doing much as a pass catcher. Like that was his bread and butter. Yeah. You know, he gets these option passes or whatever they are, and then he makes things happen. Yeah. And he hasn't made things happen this season. Yeah. So I mean, like, what are you waiting for? Like, if you haven't found at this point <laughs> two weeks left in the season, like your season's done. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, but Oliver is like a very good example of this. He didn't find a replacement mm. or a high upside number two. Now you could say the same about OBJ to me, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if he's your number one, if you don't, well, I did. I went and got Trent Lockett. Yeah. Right. I wasn't happy with like, uh, I got OBJ after that. You actually. got Michelle and Lockett. Yeah. And then DJ Moore became number one. Yeah. So like suddenly I have like tons of dudes who are potentially number Mark one, ones, like, yeah. you know, but not so, con- constant number no, one. Hell no. Michael Thomas. Well, DJ Moore yeah. has been pretty yeah, he's been good, good lately. Now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so like that's it's that's just how fantasy goes. If you're not quick to react, like if you're just waiting out, waiting out because because of name value, a guy who's not producing, you're not gonna succeed that much. That's just I think that's you're correct. Truth. That is truth. Oliver, we're speaking to you a little mm. bit here. Not not like a per se fire sale, don't need to do that. <laughs> make a move. Mm. You know? Make I know you like to make moves. <laughs> make something happen. So just like make not now, but like you know, back in like week six, you could have done that. <laughs> I'm sure at this point he's probably yelling at the, his phone wherever he's listening and yeah. going like, I tried to, but no one was willing to trade. I'm like, that might be true also. You got another player here, David Montgomery. Yeah, so he's my guy. And I was looking at his stats as well. It's just like, middling. No. It is so yeah. middling. It's just horrible. All that hype. Yeah, like he'll get like two receptions every third game. So he's not... Passing game. He had that, uh, was it on Thanksgiving against yeah, was, Detroit? He caught a pass. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one he caught. He hasn't run for too many, maybe like five touchdowns. Uh, I should be pulling it up, but I, I'm just, I remember because it's horrible. His last rushing touchdown was week nine. So, like, before even playoffs started. Uh, they play Kansas City, mm-hmm. which means that Mahomes will most likely start throwing it if the defense can't hold it. That means they're going to have to bail the run. Mm-hmm. Why start Montgomery? Not worth it. We yeah. saw what happened last week. He was scripted out completely because Bears fell behind and yeah. they had to use Cohen. Uh, then they play Minnesota, yeah. which again is a team that could pull away. We have a pretty stout defense as well. Um, has been playing good of late. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, for that reason... You could bench him as well. That's very uninspiring. Yeah, you could, very like, worst case, drop him from last week. Again, if you hear reports about dudes who are potentially getting starts, there's a guy uh, There's a guy to be dropped. I mean, since week nine, he has one game uh, over 6.6 fa- uh, standard points, fantasy points. 6.6, So, and that was 14.7 when he scored a touchdown. This is week nine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just pfft, so much hype. And then, like, I, I went with the host. Picking, when, picking a rookie because like I, I bought the hype a little bit. You bought the hype a little bit. All those Instagram <laughs> videos and highlights, same as everybody bought the hype. I mean, I, I did it, but then I was like, okay, well, this is okay. He's there now. Fourth round. He's like, there. He's now. there. And then like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Finally, players worth starting. The positive side. The positive side of yeah. this 
you know, there's always two sides to a coin. Miles Sanders. There's a silver lining. Yes. Miles Sanders of the Eagles, gathering workho- workhorse volumes and set a career best numbers last week against Washington. Got to remember, it's Washington. Uh, would appear that he at least has earned the trust of Wentz with that touchdown grab that got highlighted as well with uh, maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago reports of Wentz and the receivers not trusting anybody. Also, red zone touches went his way, 5-2, to two, vs. Boston Scott, and the wide receiver court is injured. Do you think Miles Sanders can be a league winner this year? I don't know if he's a league winner, but yeah, he's there. He's, he's the number one guy, right? What was Howard's status? Is he out for the season? Uh, I can dig that up. Okay. Well, I mean, I can dig that up as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, he is, and they have pretty simple schedule uh for the rest of the season these two weeks so yeah i mean he's he, look the good thing is about miles sanders is he's very productive like not being a bell cow back per se mm. like he's he gets big plays constantly and he's very good in the past game so yeah coach doug peterson said jordan howard shoulder remains status quo as in Nothing has changed, and he has yet to be cleared for it contact. sounds like they're just going to put him on IR. They're going to keep going. But this late? Or well, actually, they want to keep him if he gets to the playoffs, right? Yeah. There's or a then, chance they make Yeah, the so they don't... They'll just rule him out whenever, and then he won't play. I don't know. I just feel like it, he won't play. Do you like, remember you know Jordan what, Howard's contract situation? Was it a one-year? Two-year, I think. Okay. I think it was two-year con- contract. So you might not get Miles Sanders with the... Bell cow status next year. I don't think ever you'll get in uh, Doug Peterson off as a bell cow. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Josh Howard. Oh, let's check his contract. Who's the next player? Uh, we got Adrian Peterson here. Uh, how comfortable do you feel starting Adrian Peterson? <clears throat> this was a close and competitive game, and he managed a 16 for a 66 and a touchdown with three for 25 receptions. Uh, and in a way, he's also been really solid since uh, since Darius Geist got injured to, I would say, less formidable defenses. So week 13 against Carolina, 15.9 fantasy points. Week 14 against Green Bay, 13.6 fantasy points. And last week against Philadelphia with 15.1 fantasy points. In week 16, you get the Giants and potentially Daniel Jones starting. So, you know, is there a case to be made that you got to start Adrian Peterson this week? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, uh, right. I always start with yeah, I mean, yeah. But I think yes. carries are there. The red zone is there. It's uh, not inspiring. Thompson hasn't really done much either. Last week it was surprisingly okay. Oh, but yeah, who Haskins? No, Chris Thompson. Oh yeah, Chris Thompson. Yeah, Chris Thompson was like very prominent pass game. I think he has seven receptions. I didn't check on that. Dink so. and dunk. Dink and dunk. Yeah, <laughs> but safety, I mean safety thing valve. Is, I, I would almost start. It's a home game, so I would almost put Adrian Peterson as an RB two for this week. Like I, f- I would feel comfortable putting him there. Three, ba- four, three back-to-back games with <coughs> over ten fantasy points. That's what you want from RB two, with fifteen to twenty carries potentially. Yeah, would you but start? This is all, I, would you start him over Montgomery? I would. There you go, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. I would. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Man. What you just? Talked how crappy Kamara has been, and now he's like, like, I don't know, man. No, because you picked like the least inspiring guy. The problem is like <laughs> least inspiring with three back-to-back games with over ten fantasy points. What is rushing yards? 
Um, uh, he has 13 for 99 against Carolina, 20 for 76 against Green Bay, and 16 for 66 against Philadelphia. What was the last one? 16 for 66 mm. against Philadelphia. Yeah. The thing is, it's like... I And I, back-to-back touchdowns. Three games. I prefer, like, high upside. And literally, those guys are, like, Kamara and Peterson are a little bit, like, on par. High upside for Kamara, who you said hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. But his ceiling is still much higher than Peterson. Is the ceiling even there anymore? It's there. <laughs> but... He's but not like, scoring touchdowns. You're asking me to pick between like two lames. <laughs> okay. To be honest. Like I get your point. I do yeah. get your point. And in your case, you'd go with Peterson. Like I'd I'd find someone else. Yeah. I'd I find someone that. else, you yeah. know, like someone I don't know. Can't name anybody at the top of my head right now. Frank Gordon, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Might just plug him in like last week. Just, you know, honorary position of flex. Yes. Because you know, we <laughs> honorary. <laughs> He's been an honorary flex for like how many years now? You're you're big in the IG game. Can you like IG Frank Gore and ask him if we can have him on the show? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just like have a call hey Gore, him. we have this random podcast in Finland. We like fantasy football. Can you we you? all have your jerseys. Yeah. Um, from all the different squads you played, from Colts, the Bills, uh, to the Niners. <laughs> We don't though. Well, like, we should. Oh, we didn't make a jersey bet. That would have been fun. Maybe next year we'll make a jersey bet. Gotta be like early. I feel like this it year... has to be early season though. That's the thing. I know jersey bets can be late. Yeah, in a way, yeah, but it's funner if they're. The kinda... problem is, I think also, Anton, he's I guess a little caught up in the numbers and doesn't want to take bets. <laughs> he he doesn't. He doesn't do bets on intuition. He does it on stats, and yeah. you do it like on intuition. I do. <laughs> and so you. do I. And so do I. <laughs> So, I mean, maybe we'll have to do a jersey bet. <laughs> bet for this week. Fantasy points. Adrian Peterson vs. Alvin Kamara. Do you have Kamara? I have Peterson. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no, because we discussed it. Because I would start Adrian Peterson over Alvin Kamara, right? Yeah. Dude, what are we betting? I don't know yet. Maybe we can... Yeah, it's only a one-game bet, so... Yeah, so we already, have, we already have the Fitzpatrick for Darnold bet going I was on. about to go to, like, final two weeks, but yeah. then I was like, yeah, they might sit tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see if we make something up. But my final play here is actually Anthony Miller in Chicago. No, that's a good pick. He's been beasting. Yeah. And he's gone kind of under we the had radar. A dis- yeah, exactly. We had a discussion on him, uh, I believe, a long extended discussion with me vs. Anton against Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller. And I would say Anthony Miller took the win here. Uh, and he's been really steady as of late as well. So uh, week 12 against New York Giants, 6 for 77, bit of a down game. But then Detroit, 9 for 140. Dallas, 3 for 42 and a touchdown. And then against Green Bay, 9 for 118 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So... You know, once we were talking about what the heck flex is, I got to put Miller right here. He's definitely a what the heck flex. You know, we didn't do under the radar that much this year, but he's been under the radar. He's been like, he's been very good the past, what, three weeks, four weeks? I think it's A-Rob or Alan Robinson has been really good as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's there. And if anything, this upcoming week, I think they'll be throwing the ball. Yeah. Like I said, don't start Montgomery, but start Anthony Miller, yeah. for example, if you're flexing that one. Yeah. Um, the only knack I need to take on Miller is, of course, Trubisky, who runs hot and cold, Yeah, sometimes in the same game. Yeah. <laughs> so it can have a major impact on his performance. But, I mean, I would feel comfortable starting him as a flex. Yeah, I mean, and also I think, 
Trubisky has shown that even though he's hot and cold, when he has to throw, he will throw it, even though it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. So, uh, like, I just feel that there's enough yeah. to sustain kind of Miller, especially in an outing where they're forced to throw, which exactly. I think, again, will be happening this week. Yeah. They do play at home, so not that it matters actually that much anymore. Mm. Yeah. I also put a thing here. I put insert eye emoji here because... I have, we have, or I found this, I believe it was on Bleacher Report, Greg Allman tweeting that Bucks QB James Winston, likely without his top receivers this week, said he greeted tight ends OJ Howard and Cam Brait, Cameron Brait, by saying, hey, y'all gonna get it rock today, or this week. Y'all gonna get the rock. Would you, which one, Brait or OJ Howard? OJ. You'd go OJ? OJ. Yeah, I would have to go OJ as well. Yeah. I don't know. Like, did Braid do anything past week? I didn't have the stats. But this this was just two. I'll put it up. Uh, last game, three for 33 on seven targets. Yeah. Seven targets is still decent. But. Yeah, and the previous week, four for 430 and a touchdown. Did you have any what-the-heck flexes or <sighs> players worth I mean, starting? I mean, I wanted to, but it was just tough out of us, especially our waivers. So, I mean, I think I was looking a little bit too deep in the barrel. Yeah. Um... But I, I like the um, Houston, Texas wide receivers. Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. For this week. Yeah, they play Tampa Bay. Yeah. So that's a sexy matchup. And then I think the week after that, they play New Orleans. And those are traditionally been shootouts. And like the crazy thing is like when Kenny Stills and both Fuller play, which has been rarely this season, yeah. they tend to both kind of produce. Yeah. Um, And if anything else... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins becomes more relevant. I've noticed that um, because Will Fuller stretches the field a lot and Kenny still does everything else. So this gives DeAndre Hopkins room to operate. Yeah. Basically, I've noticed that. So when Will Fuller plays, it's also good for mm. it's good for um, Hopkins. So for that reason, I think I would say Kenny Stills or Will Fuller. Uh, definitely, like they, I think they should be rostered. I don't know if you want to start them yet. But, like, if any week, this week is the best week to, in my opinion, start both of them because they could both just go off. We saw Kenny Stills last week. I think he scored two touchdowns. So, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I think those guys are definitely guys, too. Just for reference, <coughs> I am benching Emmanuel Sanders and Sterling Shepard this week over Will Fuller. So, I, will, I like that matchup as well. Can we discuss how far Marcus Valdez Scantling has fallen off the planet? You I just, can. I just no. I just looked at his stats. Like the dude has just disappeared off the face of the earth after like end of last season. Yeah. A lot of hype and coming into the yep. season, him or Geronimo Allison. Yeah. Can't believe we wasted so much talking about that. <laughs> None of they both sucked. He he had one target last week. Before that, zero. Last time he had a reception was week twelve. Ooh. Like what? <laughs> it's a cold world in fantasy. It's weird, man. What happened to Allison? I don't even know. Did he get injured? It's all Devonte Adams, so. Dude, there's so much complaints about that, which is true and justified. That Rogers is only targeting Devonte Adams, and teams learn how to script against that, and then they're screwed. And that's basically kind of why the was part of the reason why the Packers have been so bad. Well, not bad, but uninspiring versus before. Because a lot of there's been talk. I've heard talk about um, Rogers declining. He turned 36, mm. so like he is getting up there in age, also. But I wouldn't go with that. I think also they they're just the run game is more prominent now. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's picking up a lot of the slack that, you know, he doesn't have to carry uh, Rodgers. But, yeah, Allison as well. He's, like, the third receiver, I guess, after Lazard. Or, uh, no, fourth receiver. Because there's, there's uh, Devontae Adams, Lazard, Kumara. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Allison. It's just it's just funny. Mm. just funny because Rodgers usually sustains up to three mm. receivers. And it's just... Okay, yeah. Um, anybody else worth mentioning? I'm thinking... Would there be a case to be made for any Philadelphia wide receivers? I believe there there is right there is. You guys had Arcega Whiteside last week, and he oh, gosh. and you even recommended him to Oliver. Look, I, that was <laughs> a friend, goose egg. That was a friendly gesture, and then <laughs> someone followed. Right, <laughs> listen to the not those sports guys are how they say. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate it. Uh, it's just he didn't do anything. Um, turns out Greg Ward was the guy. Yeah. So that's why I'm looking at the rankings here. Greg Ward is ranked 38th right now. So would you have an inclination to start Greg Ward? Is he the number one receiver? Or is Aguilar I, back? Aguilar is, I believe he is no, he's injured. Questionable. Yeah, he's injured currently. He's as questionable. Well. Yeah. So currently it says Aguilar is, he didn't practice and walk through on Wednesday. Yeah. And he hasn't practiced since. Week 13. Okay, yeah. so we can forget that. Um, who else is going to catch passes? Mm. If you want to tie it in, go get Yogurt. Goodert. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Go get him. Uh, I mean, seriously, you, you just get him. He's everywhere. He's like guaranteed five to eight points. It's amazing how banged up the Philadelphia Eagles are. There's like no one there. And the funny thing Darren is like. Darren Spores, IR. Corey Clement, IR. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, IR. Deshaun Jackson, IR. You know what? <laughs> Aguilar are injured. They, so they picked up some guy called Robert Davis. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what the funny thing is? The Colts did. So right in the middle of these injuries, because they had, uh, remember the guy Matt Collins yeah. with the funny hairdo? Yeah. Um, he got played pay, placed back on the uh, practice squad when yeah. Alshon Jeffrey came briefly back yeah. in Aguilar. And while you're there, you can pick up anybody off opposing teams' practice yeah. squads. Yeah. Colts picked him up. And then, like, immediately, like, two days later, Alshon Jeffries injured, Aguilar's injured, they had no one else. So now they have to go again and sign someone else. And they're pulling it, put him into starting lineup. And that's kind of, like, why Greg Ward got to start. Yeah. So. Close off the show. Yeah. Uh, we didn't mention in the beginning. No, we did not. I somehow forgot. made it this far. Yeah. Instagram at the not so sports guys can't promise there's actually content again. I feel horrible mm. about it, but um, you're busy with your personal project, <sighs> busy with life. Yeah. Um, life happens. Well, this is life. Um, <laughs> wait, what's this? Not for me, apparently. What about <laughs> Justin Watson, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He's their second receiver. I don't know, man. Like, Perryman continues. He went to Penn State, not, mm. not Penn State, he went to UPenn. That's the Ivy League school. Ivy League school. They have Bright, Ivy League, Penn, <laughs> Justin Watson. Okay, anyways, at the Not So Sports Guys uh, on Instagram. Go follow. Conversation. It's there. We'll get content up there soon enough, or fresh content, if you will. And with that, I am the uh, Not Self Proclaimed Fantasy Yoda. Zoom, zoom, zoom. My sound effect, apparently. And the Keyboard Warrior. Peace out.